0: to the scavenger hunt up here. The print is a little funny, so I'll go over just a couple of the questions to make sure that you have them and you can see them. Uh, But really the purpose of that scavenger hunt is one, we want to get our rooms restocked and ready to go. So if on your scavenger hunt, if you were missing anything and you did not get it restocked, so maybe you couldn't find Band-Aids or you didn't have any incident reports, please make a note on your worksheet, like we don't have these or needs restocked. That way, when we get those back from you, we can make sure that we get to your room and get that taken care of for you. Otherwise we won't know. So we'll need your room number on that worksheet as well, um, and also your name. So those scavenger hunts, when you're done with them, you can just kind of leave them in the center table. If you want any of the information, maybe just take a picture of it so that you have it handy. Um, But just a couple of things I want to highlight. The resource room is an important place that you need to know where it is. So the resource room is next to the kindergarten room downstairs. Hopefully you located that. Um, If you have not been in the resource room, I'm really going to encourage you that at the end of training today that you stop in there, you take a look around, just get familiar with what we have because a lot of times um, I'll see that teachers are buying things or bringing them in, and we already have them available. So I would love for you just to know some of the things that there are there. This stage is, like, really wonky, so if you see me, like, wipe out, I'm blaming the stage. <laughs> um, the other thing is the um, copier. The code for that 8601-8601. Um, That copier code is also kind of highlighted on a piece of paper, but it's been there for six years now. So now it's just kind of like a little highlighted. But hopefully you can find that. It says like Crosstown 8601. Um, I need you to know my cell phone number as well. That's really important. Um, If you need to call off last minute, if you send me an email, I'm, it's a r- I don't check my emails on Saturday regularly. So there's a really good chance that I'm not going to get your email if you get sick on a Saturday or you wake up sick on a Sunday morning. Um, if that is the case, if you get suddenly ill, then we don't, like, I know sometimes you're so sick you don't have time to find a sub. And so I want you just to text me directly. So my cell phone number, if you want to write it down, is 724 6172 So I'll give it to you again. 724-766-6172. And then just a few more things, kind of like your command center for anything you might need, whether it's Lysol wipes or extra snacks or cups um, or your name tag when you come in in the morning is all in the kitchen. So that kitchen is downstairs. It's kind of like the first room you'll see to the left. So it's good to make sure that you're familiar with that area. And then we do huddles every single morning, and those huddles are a time when we, I, I can tell you if there's things you need to know about the day, um, it's also a great time for me to remind you of things like what we're learning today, what you're teaching, um, to tell you who has playland, um, and then we also do the most important thing, which is we pray over our morning. So I encourage you to make sure that you get here by huddles. We do that 30 minutes before the start of your service time, so it's at 6.30 on Saturdays, 30 in the morning on Sunday morning or 10:15 slash whenever service gets out so sometimes if like pastor Ben is preaching and he goes like way over you know <laughs> we might be like 1025 so but try to be there um, by 30 minutes after if you're in service and it goes over please don't leave service because we won't be started anyway so make sure you finish service finish worship and then we will pick up as soon as we can um, and then that also means as soon as that huddle is over, that you should head straight to your classroom, okay? Remember, especially for those, those teachers who are there for service, that can be a really, really long period of time because they get in at 8.30, and then if you don't show up till 10.30, they've been in that classroom now you know, for two hours. So try to make sure, second service teachers, that you get there on time and relieve them so that they can go and get coffee at the cafe or you know, whatever they need to do before they get to service. Um, The other thing I wanted to remind you of is if you have an emergency, you need to send a helper down to the children's lobby. Teachers, you stay in the room because you're dealing with an emergency, send your helper down to the lobby. The reason why I say down to the lobby is there is always somebody there, whether it is me or a safety team member, but whoever that person is, they'll have a walkie talkie. And so that means they can quickly get the word out to many, many people. So that's important. Just know that if there's an emergency, someone to the lobby. Um, If you have a child who cannot stop crying, um, you're sending somebody to safety or to me in the lobby and asking them to page parents. Um, And it's kind of, like, up to you to gauge that, infants, twos, like, you guys, and most of you know that, like, and sometimes you can tell by the parents. If the parents are like, call me right away if he's crying, then we want to kind of do what the parent is asking. As much as possible, though, we do try to stretch it a little bit because sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to get kids over it, and then they start to do really, really well. Um, But you can always ask me if you need um, just wisdom on when to call or not to call. Okay, any questions about that scavenger hunt? So as a reminder, we're gonna leave that on the center on the table when you leave, um, you can put it in the middle now if you want. Um, But what we're gonna do now for just a few minutes is go over safety procedures. Um, I know that this is something that we've gone over a lot, but it's important to refresh ourselves on it every single year. Um, So Janine, I'm gonna need you back um, on that, thank you. Um, So safety procedures, um, these are all found in your binders. So as a reminder, those binders are important for you to take with you everywhere you go, not just because like it has your attendance on it, but also it has all of these procedures. So most of us, I would include myself in this, like I'm not 100% confident that I would know exactly what to do right away because we have four different drills that we're going to talk about. So having that binder and being able to quickly look when you know that there's a drill happening would be a helpful thing. So the first thing is weather. Um, If there is a weather drill or we need to because of the case of a tornado or something like that, the goal is really to get the kids all downstairs, okay? Um, The only basement we have is the youth basement um, and so chances are we're not going to be able to get all the kids down to the youth basement. And so you can see that really the quickest thing that you need to do or the most important thing is that you take roll immediately. That way you know if you have all of your kids or not. Um, If you have missing kids, you're sending your helper to either find them because you know they're in the bathroom or you're sending your helper to find me and let me know. Um, Infants in kindergarten, you guys are basically moving your kids into that center room, that large group room, and you'll have them kind of do a weather drill, get to the side of the walls, put their heads down, that kind of thing. First through fifth grade, you guys are going to try to file down here, and we're going to be putting as many kids as we can in staircases. Um, So the goal is first through fifth grade, go down the back staircase and we'll be getting kids into the stairwell. Um, Same thing, have kids sit with their heads between the knees, get them in as quickly as possible. Um, When we know that we are all clear, we'll give you the all clear and send kids in. Um, we do have an intercom system that we can call over. Maybe you've heard me call over that when like they're singing the last song or Pastor Jeff is praying. Um, so you would hear like, hey, we are in a weather emergency. Please refer to your you know, binder for instructions on what you need to do. Um, the safety team knows all of these and they will be helping us with them. So if there was an emergency, The safety team's job is to help us get the kids safe. So it's kind of not focusing on the rest of the church. The focus will be on kids. Um, For a fire drill, the same kind of thing, you need to get your binder. Um, This time, if it's a fire drill, please don't send kids, like please don't be sending helpers to me if you have kids missing. We need to get out of the building as quickly as possible. So what you will do is you will take your binder with you Line up single file. Every single room has a fire emergency route. So you have a picture that tells you where to go, but it's basically everyone is heading this way. Um, The goal is to get out the building this back way. So upstairs, you guys will be going down the staircase. Downstairs, you guys are just pushing out towards the playground. So everyone goes out to the playground and you stop there where we are fenced in. What you will do is once you get down to the playground, you'll have your class sit down. You will quickly take roll, and then you will hold up either that red card or that green card. And that lets us know right away, okay, fifth grade is all accounted for. And once we see that green card, safety or I or a children's assistant will be sending you down into the field, okay? But our goal is before we get to the field that we make sure we have everyone out of the building, okay? So again, another reason why it's really important to make sure you're taking those binders with you to playland or out to the playground, because we don't want an emergency to happen, and then for you to be looking and be like, I I can't remember. I think I had eight kids, I don't know, but then this person came late and this person left, you know how it is. Um, And so we will, our goal is to get out to the field. um, Once we get the all clear, that's when we will start releasing kids to parents. So it's important to keep all kids with you in your class until we are given the okay to do that. Any questions with weather or fire drill? Yes. If the other one class is having an emergency, with that it would probably, if it was one class having an emergency, it's probably something that me and safety team can go in and help that one class, and then you guys can just continue your class like normal. That way it, it stays safe for everybody else, if that makes sense. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. Intruder. Um, In the case of an intruder drill, um, and this is the one where it's just, you just, we're going to do the best we can, and this is why we have drills, and so that we try to know what we would do. Um, Again, the priority for the safety team is the children's wing and getting the children's wing locked down. And so the first thing the safety team will do is put down that really heavy metal door, um, the fire door that separates us from the rest of the church, Um, The safety team has changed things up a little bit now that we have the locks on the door. Um, It used to be that the entire safety team was going to come back into the children's wing, but now one safety team member will try to stay in the lobby to, like, be with Playland. Um, And so that has been a change we've made. Um, But basically, please take roll wherever you are. Um, If you know you are missing a child, what you can do is take your red that's in your binder and just slip it out your door or tape it to your window. Some, some of you have talked about like it would be nice to block the window a little bit and so you could tape it on the window if you want. But that lets me know or safety know as we're making rounds, okay, we have a missing child in that room. We need to check bathrooms or things like that. Um, And so once you take roll, what you do downstairs, we want to get you guys away from windows. And so the downstairs classes, you guys are all going to move into the middle room, which is preschool worship. And you will kind of just take cover there and huddle as classes, obviously trying to be quiet as best you can. Um, Feel free to be creative and block doors um, however you can. You can bring furniture in um, and things like that upstairs classes you guys are not going to come into this middle room because you're up high what you're going to do is you're going to stay in place again feel also free take tables and chairs block them against doors but you're going to huddle in the corner that is like opposite of the door so you want to huddle in the corner that you can't see when you lock you look in the door so kind of follow the long part of the wall and go there how free, feel free to arm your kids with you know whatever they need books bibles and things like that as well um, and just kind of hunker down and stay there I think the most important role that we have is just to kind of be that person of calm for the kids um, and try to keep them um, calm and feeling safe and so praying over them praying as well is great um, if you're in playland you're moving to the top of Playland if you can't get out and the safety team will let you know what to do. Um, And so we've kind of discussed like if everyone's down in Playland, the safety team might send you back the hallway. If they make the call that we need to stay in Playland, you guys are all going to the very top of Playland and you'll shelter in place up there and there will be a safety team member outside of the door. Okay. Once the police arrive on the scene, um, they take over and we follow their protocol, which we just don't know what that would be, okay? Um, any questions on intruder drill or what an intruder would, like, an tr- intruder procedure would look like? Okay. Last one, missing child, Um, this is the one that's most likely to happen because it happens a lot (laughs) when we have a child that just kind of wanders down the hall. Um, Typically, it happens at pickup, right? Like a parent goes to pick up a kid and they have four kids and one kind of is trailing behind or runs ahead and then we lose sight of that child and we don't know where they are. Um, But it does sometimes happen, you know, even today, they were, you guys, um, the preschool was out on the playland, and there was one of the three-year-olds kind of wandered back in the building, and just in the mix of things, kind of just got overlooked, and I came in with snack, and I was like, oh, there's a wandering kid. Um, And it just, it just happens, and thankfully, with the new doors, and the fact that they were all closed, we had followed the procedure, so she couldn't get out, but she was kind of like hitting that green button, like looking around. So it it happens. If you notice that you have a child missing from your room, please quickly send somebody to safety. Again, you send your helper to the lobby. Let us know and we'll start doing a sweep. Um, If it is during church service, we will lock down the wing, which means we will not let parents pick up. Um, So if it's during church and we can like hold parents at bay, we will not like let pick up happen until we find the child. Um, If it is during pickup, we can't really stop the process. It's already started. And so what will happen then is the safety team will go and they will cover every single exit door looking for that child, and the children's team will be sweeping the the children's wing. Um, If that is the case, we'll probably be peeking into rooms and saying, like, does anybody have an extra child? Does anyone have an extra child? So, again, that importance of really making sure that you know your roster you know your counts. you're keeping track of kids, so you can quickly know whether you have an extra kid or not is really important. Um, most of the time with missing child, it's just somebody who has wandered away or they're hiding in a cabinet or under a train table or something like that, and we just lose track of them, but we want to make sure that we're ready to go. All right, any questions about anything with that? All right. So as a reminder, those binders are super important. um, And we're gonna talk a little bit more about those binders in a minute. um, But I do wanna talk about what the process is for finding a replacement if you need a sub. Um, So you do have a sub sheet in your um, folder. So if you wanna take that out and look at it, that would be really helpful. Um, We will send you an updated one because we're still working on this. So we hope to have a few more names for you here shortly. um, But for now, this is a good start for you to go. Um, The sub list is a way for you to find a replacement and kind of help us with this process. Um, The reality is, is typically on a Sunday morning, we are missing or have like several people who either have vacations or they're calling off or they are sick. And so it would do us a tremendous amount. It would really, really help us if you would help us by doing a little bit of work. So if you know you are calling off ahead of time, if you could make two asks is what we would request. The first thing you can do is ask somebody to switch with you, okay? If you don't know who is opposite of you or other people, like sometimes in infants and two-year-olds, we have people who work once a month. If you don't have a list of those people, please just send me an email and ask me and I'll make sure I get you their contact. Um, But the first thing you could do is just ask like, hey, could you switch with me? That's huge. If that person can switch, great. Just let me know so I'm aware of who's going to be in that day and you're covered. If that person can't make a switch with you, the second thing we would ask is that you would make one contact on that sublist. Don't start with the first person every time. I don't know who's first on that list, but they, they'll get getting phone calls every single week. Um, but a- make one ask on that sublist. And then after that, if you've made two requests of somebody and you still can't find a replacement, go ahead and email me and let me know, and then I will make sure to find you a sub. Um, But those two requests that you make makes a huge huge difference for us. And so we really appreciate that. Um, This would include, we've already sent out the fall schedule and I know we've gotten several declines already, which is okay, like you have vacations or you're traveling. So if you've made a decline already, please go ahead and look back and look at those dates. And if you could make requests for them, that would be really helpful. And then email me and let me know if you found a replacement or if you need me to find you a sub, okay? Any questions on that? Awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah, le- email me and I'll send you a few. hmm yeah. All right. The second thing I wanna talk through is Ministry Grid um, with just some reminders. Many of you know how to use Ministry Grid, but if you don't, um, there are instructions in your folder. This is for those of you who teach the curriculum. So if you don't teach the curriculum, you can tune this out for just a few minutes. um, But Ministry Grid is the way that we access our curriculum. This is so that like you don't, once you have a login, you don't have to wait for my link every week. Um, I do send that reminder link, reminder email that has the easy link on it. But if you just bookmark the Ministry Grid page, you can log in anytime you want to access the lesson. And that way you can work ahead at your own pace. If you know you're going to have a busy week and you want to plan early, you can do that. Um, And you can easily see the next lessons that you will be teaching. Um, So if you are new to teaching or you have not created an account on Ministry Grid yet, please go ahead and do that. You can follow those instructions on how to get that done. But you'll be able to pull up the lesson you'll be able to even see like what kind of materials or games that they recommend and things like that as well and so that's important that you know um, what how to access that what we provide for you for every single lesson we provide a printed lesson for you so we have a binder with all of the lessons in there so you don't need to print the lessons out and bring them with you we also provide the take home page for every single grade so whatever that looks like like in preschool a it's a coloring page in fifth grade it's the note-taking sheet Um, but that's the page that we print but if there are things on there that you see and you're like i would actually really like this printed for this week we're happy to do that just send me an email tell me what you want printed and we'll make sure that we have it ready to go in the room for you Or maybe you, like, look at one of the activities and you're like, oh, I would really like to do that, um, and you can send me an email and let me know what you're looking for. I mean, if you can come early and gather those things in the resource room, that's great, but if you know for some reason you're not going to have time, let us know and we can get that. Or if you're wondering if something's in the resource room, you could also ask that as well. Okay. What's that? It probably is. <laughs> we just got like eight bins of like seashells donated. Like we have random weird things in there that you just like wouldn't think, but we often, you never know. Any questions on those two things? Yes, Rach. There's not. Yeah. 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 It would be really nice. There are, there's not an app yet. Yeah. Any other questions? Okay. Attendance, um, the binders. When those kids come in with their name tags, um, a lot of times, depending on where they're, they're checking in, there is a chance that they do not get enough name tags printed out. Um, so I know this morning I saw a lot of kids come through and they only had one name tag with them. If a kid comes in like that, please put that name tag on their back and then write their name in your binder just so you have record of who's there. um, But, you know, we don't have to send parents back down to reprint a label. But those those binders are really important because, again, that is your roster. And so if there was an emergency, you quickly have a count of how many kids you have in your room. And you need to take that with you anywhere you go. Um, The other thing that I would request of you is that as kids leave your room, that you would kind of put a cross through their name so we know that they have left and they are gone. Um, It's just kind of a quick and easy thing. Again, if a child gets lost on the way out the door, we can quickly swing back around and be like, did that child leave? And you can say, you know, a very firm yes. Um, The other thing I would request is if a child leaves early and they were going to stay for the 1045 service, check their name off on the 1045 booklet, too, because sometimes we'll have kids and their parents, we're going to stay for two services. They put their name tags in both, but then they change plans mid-service. They pick up their kid after first, and then we kind of have a panic moment at the start of second service because we can't find that kid. So that would be a helpful thing for us. If you know that kid was planning to stay two services, cross their name off in that second service book. Any questions with attendance or anything like that? Yes. Don't worry. Yeah, as long as you know. Yeah, that's a good question. Or you could even write it. If it's in between services and you need to let the next people know, you could write it on the name tag. Like, we'll be back or something like that. Yeah. All right. I want to just kind of remind you guys of Bible skills. Um, A few reminders with this. Um, We want kids to be bringing their Bibles to class. And so as much as possible, make a big deal of that when kids have their Bibles with them. Um, when you're passing out Bibles to the kids who don't, make sure you be like, oh, man, you know, thanks so much for bringing your Bible today. That's so awesome that you brought it. Um, we want to kind of instill that in them, that the bi- your Bible is something that you use. Um, it doesn't just sit, like, on your your desk at home or on your, you know, end table. Like, you use this. You bring it to church. We use it here. The Bible is for kids. Like, we don't want kids to get this image that Bibles are just for grownups. And so, as much as possible, we want kids to be using their own Bibles. And so, make a big deal out of it and really encourage kids, like, hey, don't forget to bring your Bibles next week. Um, so, We're going to bring the ping pong container thing back starting next week. It'll be in the lobby again. I know with summer, we kind of get out of routine with things, and so we want to introduce that again to kind of get them off to a great start this fall. And so, again, they'll be able to put a ping pong ball into that container every single time they bring their Bible. Um, There'll be some kind of amazing uh, reward afterwards. I voted hot chocolate. Janine, like, totally turned me down on that, so I don't know what it will be, but we'll see. It'll be something really fun. So I guess a hot chocolate with preschool A is like not the best, best thing ever. Um, but these are, bu- these are the Bible skills that you are working on. So it these are posted in your classroom. We focused on this last year. Um, so this should be a reminder, but I will send this out in a follow-up email to you just in case you want a copy. Um, but anytime if you forget, just look on your classroom wall. They are there for you. Um, so you can see here the infants through kindergarten. And the idea is is that you know we can't do everything with the kids, but we can focus on you know two or three things. And so as a grade, like that is what your focus is on for those kids. We have games that are downstairs that you can play and you can use for the Bible skills, and we would encourage you to check those out. Um, We did send an email out that kind of talked about all the games, um, but if you need a refresher, I'm happy to kind of go over them. But there are um, instructions with those as well. But you can even search your own games. There's all kinds of things online that you could pull to kind of review Bible skills. There's also lots of awesome videos on YouTube that have songs for the, you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament. You can use those as well. Um, These are the ones for first grade on up. And so just a reminder on those ones, um, as we kind of age, we're trying to build off the skills that we learned before. Also realizing that we always have kids who are jumping in new. And so we never know if you have a brand new kid They might not know, you know, Old and New Testament. And so if you're fifth grade, you might be starting in a different place with them. Um, But the best we can, we're trying to kind of build on these ideas. And our hope and desire is that they're going to graduate from us and move on to youth group. Um, with just a really awesome base of understanding some basic Bible skills and Bible literacy skills, that they would be comfortable with looking up a verse in the Bible, that they would be able to know like, oh, this is Old Testament, this is New Testament. The more comfortable that we can get kids with the Bible, the more they're going to feel like this is something I can use. Like it's not something that's foreign, it's not something that is just for older kids, it's for me as well. And so that is really the purpose of why we do that. I know it takes extra time um, when you're like trying to get them to read the story and you're waiting for the kids to slowly like, I saw Miss Rachel doing this this morning, so patiently being like, look in the table of contents, it'll tell you where to turn to. I mean, it 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 takes extra time. It probably adds five minutes to your lesson to slowly wait for every single one of them to make their way to the page. But it gains confidence. When you as a teacher swoop in and just open the page for them and point to where they're going, it doesn't really teach them anything. Then they kind of get the message of, like, I I need help to use this. Um, So we're trying to build that confidence for them. Okay? Are there any questions on those things? Okay. What we're going to do now, I'm going to pray over our year, because we're going to get ready to separate. um, And then when I'm done praying, there is ice cream in the back that you can make for yourself. Um, After that, infants through infants through toddlers, you guys are all dismissed, okay? You can go ahead and head out. If you need to stop anywhere or look in the resource room, you can do that. Um, If you are in the twos through second grade, you're going to stay in this room with me. And if you're in third through fifth grade, you're going to move over to the orange room, that E100, and you're headed with Ben. Um, And so the idea is um, twos through second grade, we're going to talk about this idea of play as worship. That's going to be our theme for this year. How can we incorporate play into what we do in children's ministry? Ben's going to talk a little bit about relationships with preteens and what that looks like, like how are they wired differently, um, and how can we love them well. So that's kind of why we're splitting. We have just different developmental levels in children's ministry. So I'm going to pray for us, pray for our year, because we won't be coming back and gathering together again. So if you'd bow your heads, let me do that for us. Uh, Father, we thank you so much um, for this time. Um, God, I thank you for these awesome teachers. I thank you um, that they made time in their Sunday to be here, um, and just to spend time reviewing. Um, just these procedures and these safety drills um, that we have. Um we thank you so much, Lord, um, for this upcoming year. We thank you to get for the chance to get back into routine um, and just pray Lord, over the families who come here that with the start of school, we'll see them um, here more regularly. Um we pray, Lord, for as many touch points as possible with these kids, that we would be able to love on them and care for them, um, and just show you their show their lo- your love to them um, as often as possible. Um, We pray, Lord, that you would work through us this year, um, whether it's through our interactions with parents or just the way we comfort a crying child, um, the way we pray with our kids and care for them and love them, um, and even just the way that we teach. Um, We trust that you'll equip us for the work that you have called us to. Um, And God, I thank you so much for these teachers um, who just love these kids so well. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would bless their efforts this year, that um, the time that they spend prepping for lessons and the time that they spend um, praying for their classes, um, that you would use that um, and use it for your glory and your kingdom. And we trust that you will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Ice cream's in the back. Go ahead and get something if you want. Third through fifth grade, you're in the back room. Two through kindergarten, two through second, you're staying here. If you are a teen, go with the class that you are with. Infants through toddlers, you guys are dismissed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Limited is staying here.